0: a real good feeling. You're listening to the Coffee and Crypto podcast with Crypto Jeb, bringing you the best and most updated news about cryptocurrency. Tune in every morning at 9:30 a.m. Eastern to watch this podcast live on our YouTube channel.
1: What is going on everybody? It is Wednesday, November the 10th. Am I right on that? November the yes. 10th. Jeb is not here. He is in a meeting, so it is the Tim Takeover. Oh, we had some music playing, oh, too. Oh my it gosh. is the Tim Takeover for today, but that does not mean that the information will not be helpful. It just means it will be delivered to you in half the speed. I do not possess the skills that Jeb does when it comes to uh, fast-talking, rapping, and auctioneering, but I will hopefully still be able to help you guys real quick before we jump in and I lay out the stream. As you guys definitely know, if you want to go to my screen, Old Smandled, we just this last half hour touched a new all-time high at 69,000. We will be talking about this later in the stream and we'll be covering full no. Bitcoin news, but just so you guys know, we are keeping an eye on that. I expect even while this stream goes on for the next, I don't know, hour and a half so for, you know, something in that range, we are going to see it go even higher, but Stay tuned for that. We do have a great show lined up because today we are not just talking about Bitcoin. We're also talking about Ethereum. We're talking about XRP. Uh, let's see, what else we got? We have a new one. We're gonna talk about Loopring and we are gonna be covering VeChain as well as diving into some fundamentals as to why, guys, as great as this rally has been, it is just now beginning. I am joined by my uh, replacement in the co-host
2: seat, T Shroom. T Shroom, how you doing this morning? I'm doing great. I couldn't be better. Kidding be better. they are yeah. looking good. they are looking good on the charts, Tim. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited. Yeah.
1: Uh, I mean, right now even, I think we're headed back up, uh, going back towards that. So I'm really excited. I'm also joined by your favorite producer, Smeynold. Uh, that's my added name for yes, it. Smain, how are you doing this morning?
0: I'm doing good.
1: Doing good. Do you have anything you want to say to the people? I
0: do have something I want to say to people. I would like to uh, g- read three special names. Richard Smith, our newest Jedi Master. Ooh. Jedi Master. Jedi <laughs> Master. You by master. Um, Bobo, the crypto hobo. He just rejoined. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And Tom Wilkes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I love you guys. If you're interested in the membership program, there's a lot of cool stuff coming up. Hey. And you can, guys, you can claim your perks
1: today. There's nothing stopping you. Go to the description. Click
0: the
2: link.
1: Thank you. Boom. There you go. Well, before we jump in and do some TA on some altcoins first, just giving you a tease for the rest of the show. We will be discussing later on. There's been some big stories coming out about uh, what's happening with crypto in the real estate market. There's also some stuff happening with Ethereum and Reddit. You don't want to miss. And the last one is New York City could be creating a city coin. What could that potentially mean for not only the city of New York, but also for you crypto holders? But without further ado, let's go ahead and jump in to some altcoin TA, because as Greg as Bitcoin is doing, the altcoins are starting to make their own little run. And we want to start by looking at one of your guys' favorite projects, Chain, and just kind of analyzing what we are seeing. So first of all, there are some both bullish and bearish uh, points here, but I want to give you guys roughly the overview. We are looking at a quite bullish uh, Chain at the moment. I'm going to start out here at the daily chart, and I want to back up for you guys just a second and, and make sure, again, when you're in doubt, guys, zoom out, see what is happening. We have been in a symmetrical triangle pattern ever since I would say about the 6th of November. This is really big. You guys can see right here around the 20th of October, we broke bullish, and now we are starting to head in the up di- uh, upward direction. And I expect very soon we're going to be hitting new all-time highs. However, a couple things I want to look at on the daily chart is what we are doing on the Bollinger Band. So let me go over here and pull this up. You guys can see right here that uh, we have been not only continuing to test this 20 daily SMA, which keeps us nice and healthy, we are inside the Bollinger Bands and rallying very quickly. So this is a very bullish sign, although I will say one thing. This is important to note that a lot of times when we are outside those Bollinger Bands or at the top of them, we do sometimes correct back down to the 20. So don't be don't be uh, alarmed if we come back down. But as of right now, Chain is rallying in a very bullish fashion, and I love what we're doing. Again, we have one, two, three, four, five, six, too many to count. These touches this 20 daily SMA, super, super bullish. Really do love it. That is awesome. Let's go over to the RSI real quick and take a look at what's happening here. All right, so you guys will see we actually, over here, we had some bearish RSI divergence back here on what date is this? Uh, the... 15th of August. So we started right here. We actually had some bullish divergence. We came down and played down here, touched the bottom of the symmetrical triangles support. And now we are rallying. I'm loving what we're seeing on the RSI. Even though we're flirting right there at the 70 line, that is not quite overbought. I think VChain still on the RSI on the daily chart at least has some room to grow. You guys can see back here in, in August, we had no problem getting all the way up over 80. So guys, as a whole, RSI, we're looking bullish on V-Chain, like what we're seeing there. Uh, let's, let's go ahead and move down to the four hourly chart where we are going to see some bearish technicals and that is going to be on the MACD. So let me go and pull this one up and you guys can see back here. What is this? Uh, Earlier... Or late last night, late yesterday afternoon, we did cross bearish on the MACD, although when you look at it nice and close on the 4-hourly chart, it does look like we're starting to reverse. So even the bearish parts of the technicals of VeChain are looking kind of bullish. As a whole, guys, this is this is actually doing really well. Let me go to Bollinger Bands here, too. Sorry, I'm following the notes that we have here. You guys can see we're touching the 24-hourly SMA. Again, just another sign of strength of health in a bull run V chain right now guys is looking very very good. Uh, the one thing I would say and the one thing i'm going to be looking for over the next couple of weeks is while that price will go up, we see a lot of times in symmetrical triangle patterns. The reason I have this line continued out and i didn't stop it just because we broke bullish is a lot of times we come back down and we touch and use this line for support so I'm not saying it's going to happen tomorrow. I'm not saying we're going to see a hard crash back down here, but I do think we're going to see over the period of time us continue to use this ascending level of support to rise in VeChain. t shroom did I miss anything? I know I think you were doing the technicals. On that this morning, anything that you thought was really interesting on those charts?
2: No, I think you really, you really did justice there. And and I think uh, Chain, it's a great project. You know, one of the biggest issues we're having in this country right now is supply chain logistics. So, uh, you know, it, it, it's beyond me whether or not VeChain and other, you know, uh, cryptocurrencies that are, are looking to solve um, supply chain logistics issues are ready to actually go in operation and solve some of the bigger problems. Um, but you know, it's, it's hopeful and it's a solution that's out there. And so it's, it could be adopted and that could really impact the price.
1: Yeah. No, even lastly, I want to say here, uh, you know, so I'm coming here just so you guys know, this is, I'm going to, I'm going to say this way. Jeb says this, I don't want to zoom as you guys see this really well. This is what we call a red nine. Now, again, for those of you watch, you understand why, but if you are new, welcome to the channel and you're going to see the color of that is very green. And no, Jeb is not, uh, he is colorblind, but he's not so colorblind that he thinks that's red. We call that a red nine because usually when you see a green colored nine, that is showing you a reversal coming soon. We are on the daily chart right here. So this is one thing that I think also could be look at and say, all right, does this mean we need to potentially retrace just a little bit? Uh, The fact that there aren't a whole lot of other bearish indicators does not to me scream that this red nine is uber, uber, uber important, but it is something to keep an eye on that we probably will see a slight retracement before we continue this rally, but as a whole guys I'm really loving where VeChain is sitting and I really hope that you guys are seeing what I'm doing because that's another thing about this before I move on. The rest of this show today guys I do not want you guys to take every single number I use and say okay well Tim says the number's doing this, Tim says the price is doing this, well Tim, no the hope for this show and honestly to see this entire channel is to daily come down and show you guys the market, show you how do we come to the conclusions we do so that you can go and do this on your own. Because as much as I wish I could, I cannot sit by you all day, every day and tell you when to get in and when to get out of different trades, when to invest and why not to invest. But if I can teach you how to think for yourself and how to read the charts for yourself, then that will set you up for a lifetime of success and not just
2: one trade of success. So let's do you, do you have anything to add to that? yeah it's like uh you know you feed a man a fish you feed him for a day but you teach a man to fish and you feed him for a lifetime
1: this is true all right let's move on we're going to go to a new project that we have not i don't think at least to my knowledge that we have never covered this and that is called loop ring so before i even dive into the technicals uh you guys can see you on my chart right now (laughs) All right, you guys can see the reason why we want to cover it. Look at this price action we have here. I'm going to even see what is the percentage we've risen in the last couple of days, and that is uh, 927%. Uh, so if you guys got into Loopring back here on the 29th of October, congratulations, you made a great investment, and I hope you are doing well with that. But, T-Shroom, can you give us a little update on what t- uh, what Loopring is about, what people should know about it before they start investing? <laughs>
2: Yeah, so Loop Ring is a it's a level 2 right so it's uh it's assisting in the efficiency of transactions on ether and on ethereum pardon me yeah. and uh recently it's been you know one of the leaders in the zk roll-up movement which is essentially you know deep in the code of, of blockchain there's there's ways to be more efficient and ways to to kind of shorten the amount of time the data is transferred yeah and uh, the zk roll-up is an innovation it's i'm not really sure if it's been fully rolled out or not and there's all also, it, it is a technology that is potentially going to be implemented in other level twos like Matic. So it's not like it's exclusive to uh, to Loopring, but it, it's definitely one of the pioneers. And, and so, just, do we want to get into the fundamentals as well? That's kind of. Well,
1: I mean, fun. I think, you know, I think in another show, especially if we keep seeing a rally of like this, we might be able to. But just real quick, you know, uh, would you consider are you looking at this project as one that you would consider getting invested in?
2: Well, invested. No, I'm actually okay. a holder of Matic okay. and Do so you it, see this as a direct rival? I see it as a, and I see it I do. Yeah, okay. I see it as a rival. I and I think also it's a little bit overbought, you could say. Now it doesn't mean that it's unjustifiably overbought right yeah. now. I it, you know, according to the technicals it's only going to continue to go higher it seems okay. from here, but I'm a Matic guy. Not not that I find my identity solely in Matic, but it's it's just I, yeah. I was in it more. It's a bigger name, and I think it does higher volume.
1: Well, I, I want to you know th- this is great. So I'm gonna move into the price action. I want to even show you guys. I went down to the four hourly, cha- four hourly chart to even get this uh, a. a- bigger picture you can see right here it looks like we have several uh uh flags going on so we have a rally here with a little let's see that actually would have been a bull pennant we had another flag or another pole right here with a bull flag and it looks like we are now on the uptick as well one thing we should look out for on that four hourly chart is potentially is this going to be completing its uh height with the Elliott waves for those of you who don't know what it is the Elliott waves is a five point uh, you know I, I could go in the details of it but jeb does it way better himself uh but uh, really what you have is a rally we call this the one mark we correct a little bit that's number two rally number three correct number four and then five now there's no confirmation that that price right here at three dollars and 76 cents is the top so i am going to look for some red candles to show a correction before i say it's going down but just so you guys know technically if you're looking at the elliott wave theory it looks like uh, it looks like uh loop ring might be hitting its top, but I want to look at a bunch of other fun uh, technicals before I deem that necessarily fact. So let's start out here, the daily chart. I want to start the four early chart because the daily chart it just looks like a, a nice straight line with a little bit of hesitancy right there. But when you when you kind of zoom in a little bit, you get a little bit more details. Let's go over here and let's look at the RSI and MACD. First of all, we'll start here at the MACD. Yeah, it's parabolic. You know, I it, even scrolling back, when was the last time the MACD was even that high? I don't even know if... Has it ever been that high? No. 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 So we're at an all time high on the MACD and the loop ring. That's, that's fun. Nice and bullish. Hard to read, hard to predict. Uh, While that line is still going up, you know, there's, that could literally change at any moment. When you get into all time high scenarios and situations, it's where the predictability of things becomes a little less or a little harder to read. But as far as the RSI is concerned, you know, this is not, I wouldn't say technically, uh, bearish RSI divergence. What I am a little concerned with, again, that would make me think that potentially the price is dropping, technically speaking, this peak right here on the 2nd of November is a little lower than this peak that we're seeing today. However, this looks a lot more to me like a flat level of, 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 you know, the lines hit the same exact level versus the price is very different. This this could be, you know, a form of starting bearish RSI divergence. It's not necessarily the strongest bearish RSI divergence I've ever seen. However, it is something we have to be aware of. Let me see even if we go down the charts, because this one I have not looked at yet. You know, 12 hour lead got a little bit better uh, look at it right there. Go down to the 8 lead. you know, we're still getting better. So actually, as we get smaller, it's less and less looking like bearish RSI divergence. But at the same point, I, I still think that that is close that where it's going to be tough to call. Oh, here we go. Here's some bearish RSI divergence. That is higher. This is lower. So we're going to see the price action for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about. This price action is technically running down versus if you look at the same time frame, the pr- sorry, the RSI is running down. The price action is going up. This is where the price and the RSI are heading in different directions. That's Therefore, that's why it's called uh, divergence. And this is a sign of bearish movement coming up probably very soon. Even if you're looking, we're at the two-hourly chart right now. You guys see on the two-hourly chart, we just had a little, uh, What well, this candle is turning red. So let's see if it can turn green within the next little bit. But, guys, I would not be that surprised if Loopring is probably sitting somewhere close to a top, if not already hitting it. Uh, moving on, we're gonna go ahead and jump into another project, and that is another one of your guys' favorites, and that is XRP. This one, guys, is looking really interesting, so I, I wanted to draw this for you guys live, show you guys how we do this TA when we're drawing, because here's the thing. For those of you who have not taken CT2A, I recommend you taking it. I, I started taking it back in January. It took me a while to get through it. Even after learning stuff, there's still an art form to drawing. So if you have taken CT2A and you're struggling with lines, I want to show you guys, you know, the kind of the, the art form, that the, the things you're looking for to be able to draw that. So the first thing is with the naked eye right now, you guys can look at this and tell, oh, man, that's a symmetrical triangle pattern. Why is that? We're, we're seeing these peaks come down lower, lower, lower. We're seeing these uh, bottoms go higher, higher, higher. So the easy thing to do... Just connect these dots, run through, boom. We got our support here. We got our levels of uh, resistance right here. And here's the question that people ask a lot. How do you know if you would connect the candles or the candle bodies. That was one of my big questions. I'm sure there's a lot of you that have talked about that. So I struggled for a long time thinking I had to connect bodies to bodies, wicks to wicks, and it really confused me. What you can do, just so you guys know, is you can create several lines. So right here, I'm going to do just the bodies, and you're going to see that we broke bullish out of it right here. I also connected wicks, and there's there's a little range right there, so they don't have to fully touch as long as they're in a certain range, and there's a lot of ranges touching that. That kind of confirms that angle. So you guys see, I actually have two different symmetrical triangles, and it really depends on what you're looking at. The truth is, I actually like both of these, and I'm going to explain to you why. While we're playing out and using this top level of resistance, look at what happened when I drew this one connecting candle bodies. We broke through it bullish and used that support one, two, three, four, five, five times before rallying up. That is what I'm talking about. Sometimes it's not a bad thing to have multiple lines happening, not only for support, but also for resistance. But I'm gonna go ahead and delete that just so we can kind of, I think we've kind of played that angle out. We don't need to worry about that too much. Now we're talking about this angle and it looks to me as if XRP just a couple days ago broke bullish out of this symmetrical triangle pattern. What I wanna see is further confirmation, but I'm not surprised it's breaking bullish because if you guys have taken any technical analysis or taken CT2A, you'll know that when we're talking about a symmetrical triangle, pattern what we're looking for and what we're expecting it to do is break in the same direction that it came into the triangle pattern so you guys can see we came in from uh we came in bullish into the triangle pattern so therefore 70 roughly 70 percent of the time we end up breaking bullish but here's the only thing Oop, don't want to draw that gotta switch back sometimes that drawing utensil is uh is very nice i want to see us break a little further confirm it and at the worst, drop back down somewhere on here. Again, like I talked about, I think when I was talking about chain, using this ascending level of support, again, to confirm that we are still bullish. We are fine. Um, but as a whole, if you guys have been in XRP, I think XRP is on its way back up, even without the SEC case being closed. Uh, overall, guys, you're seeing right here, I'm very bullish on XRP Maybe not as bullish as some people saying it's going to 9x, 10x, whatever, within the next little bit. But I do think XRP is rallying. I think it's in a great spot to begin. It's going to – I think soon it's going to take back over the more recent all-time high, pushing closer to $2, and then it will be on its way, guys, not too long before we set a brand new all-time high. Uh, But T. Shroom, what are your thoughts on that? Because I think think you were doing the the, uh, technicals on XRP this morning, right?
2: well i was not doing the technicals on xrp but that's okay i mean this this is a giant pennant that you've that you've been able to pull out of here and the it is it is really treating that that upper uh what was upper resistance hopefully here as support now now you know i've been hesitant to get into xrp but just because when you go on um coin gecko you know it has that disclaimer this is being reviewed by the SEC or the US government. That that's something that really is going to deter folks who are looking to put some some uh cash into this into this coin. yes and, and you know I just I don't like the psychology of that. Now if they were to get a favorable uh outcome in the judiciary, then that would be that then it would re-perk my interest, but there's other projects that are doing something very similar to to Ripple to XRP. Yeah. And so, you know, I'd like to be in those that aren't being reviewed by the SEC, but I also have a lot of sympathy because you know, l- more than likely XRP is not doing anything that the other guys aren't doing. It's just that they're the ones that are getting called out by the SEC for one reason or another, you know.
1: Yeah, I'm taking a look even right now at the, uh, the RSI. First of all, I love where the RSI is sitting. I'm here at the 12 hour chart. Again, I think I talked about this earlier. We are at the top, we're at that seventy, but that's a great spot to be. A lot of times uh we can see these prices stay in that region. As long as we continue, if we ever drop back down and we just bounce off that fifty, I love the bullish sign of uh, XRP's price. What I'm, I'm a little hesitant about, which I'm not that hesitant. I just want to see it confirm it. Is going back out to the daily chart. I'm checking those just to see what else is happening. We are sitting close. We are sitting close to being in a spot where we could be presenting a bearish RSI divergence. So that's what you saw me playing with. If you guys were looking at the screen, I was looking at this price action. So right now, technically speaking, I would call this price action a descending price action. I want to see the green candle continue to grow. But if you look at the uh, RSI, what we have here of the same dates is a flat level. That is technically not very strong, but technically bearish RSI divergence. What I wanna see to cancel that is I wanna see this green candle continue to grow the rest of the day and continue to go up. And so the RSI will go up as well. And therefore we will see both the price and the RSI rising. So either way, guys, I actually really love where XRP is as well. I hope that that is very helpful. Uh, let me look real quickly, just even on the hourly chart, cause that'll give us a better indication of what we see happening price-wise. So again, here you go, same concern right here you guys see that high level of rsi it's higher than the rsi over here versus the price is not as high but again we still have some growing to do so i think the next couple of hours are gonna be really crucial for xrp uh on these things to make sure they confirm bullish movement and and don't set themselves up in a spot where they'll need a correction let's go ahead and take some time though and move into some super chat some comments with you guys i know you guys have been commenting asking questions uh you can go off my screen now t-shirt do we have those recorded
2: yeah we've got we've got a- a couple um and i can read them right now boom boom all right and uh it looks like the chat was gonna was asking me to talk a little bit louder so i'm gonna try to do that so bullish kenny g has donated two dollars and he said here to congratulate smay again on the weight loss and i want to be the second person to say also congratulations to smay on the weight loss it is fantastic appreciate it appreciate it guys
0: thank you for all the support especially on twitter guys i love you guys you guys are great you motivate me
2: Yep. come on that's it all right. Continuing the super chats. Here we go. Eric Lydell donated $5 said been abs- absent lately. Always have meetings when this stream goes live yeah. and I'm late today, but Bitcoin is at an all time high, a new all time high.
1: Yes, it is. Now it is. It, we, we touched it. We came back down and we are we are still, you know, I'm on a 30 minute chart and you know, I got a red candle going there again. Maybe we won't do it during this stream. Maybe we just need to touch it, create a new one to, to prove that we could before we do it again. I, I would be very surprised though guys if today's daily candle uh doesn't show very, very strong green movement. Like right now, if the day were to end right now, which I think it ends technically, we're on the Eastern Standard Time, it ends about 8 p.m. tonight. uh, We not only have a massive green candle, but it also is a bullish engulfing candle, which is a great bullish sign for Bitcoin. But that's Bitcoin TA. We're gonna cover that a little bit later. But uh, man, I am excited about Bitcoin. Again, this is the thing that happens. Every time that Jeb leaves, something really good happens in the market. Jeb leaves, he goes to his business meeting, and we set another all-time high. Uh, But- we'll cover it without him he'll be back tomorrow and be back to normal
2: Yep. yep yeah definitely okay well uh so we want to thank eric liddell for that yep That super chat awesome thank you so much all right on to matt c who donated nine dollars and 99 cents come on tim and t-shroom crushing it love the new alt coverage and start the stream great job guys thank yep. you so much matt c we really appreciate it i know you're a longtime viewer and uh, we we do appreciate you one hundred percent.
1: Matt C. Matt C is one of the, uh, one of the goats of this channel. It, and that's, what's really cool about this channel is, you know, you obviously you guys get to see, uh, you know, my face and you get to see Jeb's face and T-Stream's face and Smee's face. And we're going to bring more, just so you guys know the future, we're bringing more of our staff on camera. We really want this to be like a family community environment. Uh, but you guys are just as valuable your insight, your questions, your comments. I love getting feedback from all of you guys. Cause that's the truth is, you know, my education, the way I learned, I, you know, Got to sit here and, and, and learn from Jeb every single day just having conversations with him. Got to go through CD2A and learn the stuff on the charts. But then I also get to go back and forth with you guys. And you guys ask me questions that spark my interest. I'm like, oh, man, I don't think I know the answer to that. So I have to go then research it to find the answer. So if you guys think that this is just a Jeb, Tim, Smay, and T. Shroom show, that is completely false. Crypto Jeb is all of us. And uh, you guys are very needed for the furthering of this whole channel so thank you so much yeah. anything else we got yeah my dad commented I
0: don't Ooh. know if you to read that it was what did your dad say ridiculous ridiculousness I don't read know it. we Go don't ahead. need to read it we no, don't need to read, it. read it. I want cool. it I love me so he, Mr. Said, he said this is May's father I just want to let all the girls know that he is single he is thanks for reminding me wait everyone. you're single Man. he is, is single Man. yes Man. he
1: is ladies line up no please uh, thank all you right, we've got one we've more
2: we Two more. Okay, sweet. So SimpleMan699 donated $19.99 in foreign currency and says, hi, guys, question. If I am correct, Avalanche was around $2.90 in December last year. So the question I have is a technical question. Is it quest? Is it technically possible that a coin like Cardano could go as high as Avalanche is right now? I haven't answered that question, but go for it. It. I'd like to hear what you have to say. Well, I'm not as uh, I'm not as up to date on my Avalanche TA because I don't do that TA very often.
1: Uh, I mean, so what would I mean to reference the question? What would Cardano have to get to to, to match what
2: Avalanche is doing? Essentially, the the answer to his question is going to lie somewhere in the supply, how yeah. much supply for each currency. Now, I don't know those off the top of my head, um, but the way that it works is, you know, uh, so I mean, the answer is yes, anything can happen. If there's some fundamental shift, we talked about the the ZK um, roll up. If there's something like that where it's just like this brand new technology and Cardano is the one that innovates and executes it in the in the blockchain, you know, it could it could bring potentially all of the money that's in crypto to yeah. it. it. There's not there's no rhyme or reason why that couldn't happen. Um, now it would take quite an innovation for that to occur. But 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 the question you're asking is you know could could it get that hot? Could avalanche get that high? you know uh, you're asking that for speculative oh, reasons was it, was
1: it, did he ask you if avalanche get as high as cardano or cardano if you get as high as avalanche
2: uh i believe the second one gotcha okay gotcha yeah yeah so i mean <laughs> the answer's the answer's yes it is possible it is yeah well, anything's possible you know, you're just going to want to look into the supply of the of each currency and yeah. that'll give you some insights on the answer yep
1: well hey guys we're going to dive back into some content uh for those of you who are just now joining we just did some ta on was it? we had xrp we did v chain and we did a new one called Loopring. you definitely want to go Go back and watch that later. But for now, we are going to be jumping into some Bitcoin TA. After that, we will be doing some Ethereum as well. So make sure you stay tuned and we will be discussing uh, all recent news stories that are relevant to your crypto holdings. But let's go ahead and dive back into the charts Smey, and we're going to talk about some Bitcoin. So as we said, today at I don't know. Let's go down. I'm going to see what the exact no. time was. Five minute chart, about nine fifteen this morning. We set a new all time high at sixty nine thousand dollars. We have since come back down no. to 68,236. two thirty six. However, guys, I think this is a sign of things to come. I do not think that that was a one touch. I, I don't think that it. We're now going to have to wait more and more days before we go back there. It was so quick. It like in, in all reality on the on the four hourly chart, you know, we're going to see just a wick come back. I'm going to go back down. Um, This is going to be something we're going to to see develop the rest of the day. But I do want to cover even the technicals that have to do with, you know, pretend we aren't talking about new all-time highs. We just want to analyze what Bitcoin's price is doing. Let's start out at the daily chart. And, you know, we talked about this a couple days ago. And I want to kind of run you guys through why I'm going to say what I'm going to say. But this is a kind of... uh, Ugly cup-and-handle formation, and I'm going to explain to you why. So traditionally, guys, I'm going to draw right next to it and then explain. Cup-and-handles are usually not only about the same level of – With different points. So the cup is usually even, I don't know how many of you guys use coffee cups that are slanted. I guess they probably do exist, but traditionally they're usually about the same level. They're usually a flat level. And then what happens is the price comes down just a little bit before it rallies. And that kind of looks like a coffee cup. You can get your finger in there. You can hold it. You can drink your coffee. There is a there is a level of play. So for example, Jeb was teaching me this. This is one of my questions when I was going through CD2A is, "Hey, how do you know when a cup and handle is no longer a cup and handle?" And and the way you know it is looking at this angle. So technically speaking, we could have a cup and handle that is slightly a different price action. So instead of being a flat top, it does have a technically ascending level uh, to it you don't want to stretch that too much i think the number he told me was something around like uh 13 or 14 degrees if it's any higher than that uh the degree angle is any higher than that it no longer really is playing as a cup and handle so i want to be generous and say that we're going to go ahead and still call this a cup and handle. I'm going to go to the 4 hourly chart actually so we can see it a little bit more clearly. I'm going to go ahead and say, you know, let's continue to call this a cup and handle. But just so you guys can see that, that level is not flat. And I do think it's probably a little bit uh, greater than 13 or 14 degrees. However, this is crypto. This is Bitcoin. We don't always play by the rules 100%. Let's go ahead and still call this cup and handle. The other thing about it, if you're looking at it, is look at the little handle. I mean, you'd have to have an infant finger to actually use this as a cup, but that's not really the point. That's not what the technical analysis was trying to say that had to exactly be like a cup. I'm just going to go ahead and say on, be on a limb here and say, this is one of the uglier cup and handle formations I've ever seen, but I'm going to go ahead and still call it that. So just so you guys know, we should see this price action come up and... Uh, what we have here is If we're going to use it, I think we talked about it on the show yesterday But for those of you who weren't here, I want to clue you guys in If we're going to read this cup and handle formation You take the bottom of the cup You bring it to the, the top And then you extrapolate this data And you take it and put it where we cross Again, which is right about where we are right now And this prediction Should give us a range Of about 78, six, or 78,685 Now Cup and handles don't always play this out perfectly, but this is a range we should see. Sometimes we're going to go a little higher. Sometimes we're going to go a little lower. But overall, we are expecting within the next couple of weeks to see a price action somewhere here pushing closer to $80,000. So be on the lookout for that. So that is the first bullish thing we are definitely seeing happen on Bitcoin. But let's take a look at some of the other details as well. Going back to the daily chart, let's look at the RSI. Let's look at the MACD. Come on now. There we go. All right. First thing, we're going to look at the MACD. We did a couple of days ago have a bullish cross. This is great. The momentum is still swinging. You guys can even look if we go over here to our Heikinashi candles, which I love to use sometimes. You'll see the trend is very, very green. I love using this. Uh, If you guys do go through CT2A, uh, he talks about this a little bit, but I love seeing the the combination of these trends. There's a very big difference between Heikinashi and normal candles. Why does it keep moving on me? This is is fun. Uh, You guys can see constant green, red, green, red, green, red, green, red those are just talking about within those days where it closed. But Heiken Ashi kind of shows you trends. And so you guys can see very much. So we are in a very green trend right now. We are heading up. So you love to see it. And the MACD looks to be supporting that as in we had a couple days ago, a bullish cross, which is heading up. Now we're going to look at the RSI real quick. This is something that Is a little alarming though, guys. I'm not going to lie. We talked about it earlier in the show, and this is bearish RSI divergence. The good news is it's not over. The good news is, is that Bitcoin definitely could rally and cancel this out. But as of right now, if Bitcoin decides to stay still, that is bearish RSI divergence. Let me zoom in just a little bit to show you even clearer. You see this ascending level of price action. Come on now. There we go. Sending level of price action, but a descending RSI level. This, at this point, is not very bullish, but again, what I've seen happen several times is when we make this prediction, but the price keeps rallying, it could cancel itself out. That is gonna be a tall task because the RSI has got to get above 77. But I definitely think that what is happening in the Bitcoin market right now, and we're gonna talk about this a little bit later with news, I think we definitely can get there. Because again, this is the world of crypto. And sometimes in crypto, rules are made to be broken. But I just want to let you guys know, there is that on the chart. You know, you're gonna see it a little clearer when you go to 12 hourly, eight hourly. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's gonna show up pretty much on everything. Oh, it looks a little bit different right here on the four hourly chart so that's kind of uh confirming but even that i want to see us continue continue to rally that price so we don't set up four hourly rsi divergence bearish rsi divergence but that's as far as what i want to cover rsi let's keep moving on uh let's see here we i want to go and look at a couple things over just on the Bollinger Bands, on the TD Sequential, and make sure we're looking good as far as all of that is concerned. So we're on the 4-hourly chart here. Love what's happening on the 4-hourly chart. Touching this 20 uh, simple moving average, that is the sign, as I talked about earlier in the show, of health. Whenever we rally too far without coming back down to test that level, it it kind of makes us have very steep and harsh corrections to bring health back to the market. But I want to go out to the daily chart first. You are going to see we are a little overextended on the Bollinger Bands. This isn't the worst thing in the world. Some Sometimes we can actually live on the outside of the Bollinger Bands when we have a lot of uh, fundamentals pumping us for a while. But just so you guys know, we always, always, always come back to reality. We come back down. We touch that 20 SMA. So I'm not saying it's happening today. Tomorrow we could actually live up here for a couple of days, but we will need to correct. And hopefully this 20 continues to rally with us and we just have to move sideways to come back and touch it. But right now we are slightly overextended on the daily, uh, 12-hourly. I kind of like where we are In the 12 hourly We don't necessarily Need to correct there So that's a good sign 8 hourly we're good 4 hourly Again we just touched that 20 minutes Down to the hourly We're overextended there But look at how constricted Those Bollinger Bands are We're actually opening up Which will bring us More volatility I love what we're seeing On the Bollinger Bands Overall I still think While we will long term Need to see uh, A slight retracement Right now I think We're really really Primed for bullish action t is sequential uh, Again Nice and healthy On the 12 hour, Lots of room to grow On that We do have a 9 flash On the 12 hourly chart So watch out out for this or sorry it's a green nine flash a red nine flash excuse me we should see some bearish movement uh but we could see a couple green candles before we see that but just you guys know there are some signs showing that we might need to correct a little bit so i'm wanting the fundamentals to help pump those out uh and that's what i'm going to cover there uh let's see t shroom before i move on was there anything else that you found on the charts this morning that you wanted to point out look at the volume pop up nice that's we've been needing that volume now uh we're getting closer to where we were here on the seventh of November, with a good rally. Any thoughts you have about Bitcoin before
2: I move on? Well, did you see? It looks like probably Kelly um, made a note about Bitcoin. I'm not sure if you saw that. Yeah, let me the Reverse or inverse head and shoulders. The inverse head and shoulders. Did you cover that? No, I did not talk about inverse head and shoulders. But um, which chart did he take that
1: on? Uh, it, it,
2: it it has disappeared now in the notes. So that's yes, okay.
1: That's fine. Let me look for it real quick. I, I mean, that's got a little bit of time here because we're going to spend a good amount of time. We're going to cover some Lux algo, We're going to cover some Market Cipher as well. Let me back up just a little I, bit. I think I help. see. Oh, w- I see it. I, I think I see what he was talking about. Yeah. There's definitely some right here. So this is might be, I'm assuming this is what he's talking about with the inverted head and shoulders. So let's go ahead and draw this out and see what this prediction would put us. It's actually, I think we might have discussed this a little bit. Um, Again, similar to how we play out the inverse, uh, sorry, the cup and handle. We're going to make our prediction based off of this, which also what I need to do is extend this out even further, and then I can move this to our crossing path. Yeah, we've definitely outplayed that prediction, so maybe he was talking about something else. Maybe he's talking about this, too. That's, you know, if you zoom in even farther, you could potentially make an argument that this is an inverse head and shoulder pattern. Kind of ugly. Again, look at those shoulders. I don't really love those angles. But overwhelmingly, I think, guys, that uh, right now, Bitcoin has a lot of pumpamentals going on. So the, the fundamentals of it are looking very bullish. But there are some technical concerns I have. And the good news is, is that I think that these if we do have to break bearish just a little bit, it will simply be a slight retracement just to find a good place of strength before a rally. And especially seeing that wick that we just had come here and hit a new all-time high. I think that's giving us strength. It's showing us that it's possible. And we'll be able to move back up. Uh before I move into anything with to do with Marcus Cypher uh, and Lux Algo, does there any stories we want to discuss about Bitcoin?
2: Uh yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think we had a we had a couple here. So You can go off my chart. Yeah, it's okay. Um, so the the real estate boom is that is that kind of yeah
1: so oh yeah yeah do you, you know what's happening there exactly this is I mean first of all the real estate stuff has been happening for a while now uh, we've known for a long time that one of the assets of blockchain technology would be the ability to get to, to deal with things like real estate and allow for peer to peer transactions rather than having to get real estate agents and everything involved but uh, what do you think uh, T Shroom is the, the impact of Bitcoin Ethereum and all these things on uh, things Things like the real estate market, and also what are the experts saying about that?
2: Well, it, it's going to be a positive outcome. It's going to, but it's going to take a very long time. And, and there, there's lobbying groups, I would assume, that represent the real estate industry specifically the labor market within the real estate industry that are not going to just you know belly up and just say yeah go ahead and replace all our real estate agents like yeah there's going to be a lot of pushback yes if, if ethereum and, and blockchain in general can indeed replace a lot of the transactions and, uh, and a lot of the matchmaking buying and selling um, information that a real estate agent would do um even if it can do that, it's it's going to take a very long time, and the the lobbyists that represent the the. Uh the, the whole industry of real estate are not just going to are not just going to capitulate to that they're going to fight mm. and if it really is going to be a more efficient outcome when the technology of blockchain is implemented to the real estate industry then it will rule the day you know if, if, if the if the margins are going to be higher for people who want to sell their homes that they're going to be able to take home an extra $5,000 that they don't have to pay to a real estate agent that they can just funnel through a cryptocurrency yeah. legal, legally right then it's going to be it's going to be a favorable outcome Outcome. uh what the experts are saying well there's there's two sides right there's folks who are positioning themselves to profit off of this new technology's implementation within the real estate industry and then there's just the real the real estate industry and like i mentioned the lobbyists and the regulators and then just your everyday buyer and seller of homes you know they're each going to have a different perspectives i think it's too early for real, any expert to really have a say but looking yeah. at it from our perspective which is uh cri- cryptocurrency traders i'd say buy and hold. Right. If you think that this real estate, if you think that real estate and other industries like that could be disrupted by cryptocurrency and yeah. entire real estate agencies going under because of it, then you well, would buy and hold. Haven't we seen a lot of
1: like even I've seen articles recently with uh, different cities allowing people to actually, you know, pay for their rent in crypto as well. Uh, what do you think that would be? And this is even for May. What do you think would how do you think the price would be affected if people were able to use blockchain technology not only to. To transact and hold the ownership of their properties, but then they're even able to, I mean, it's very accessible to pay for their rent in crypto.
2: I mean, I think the paying for your, your rent in crypto situation is that. That's kind of like a, a much broader yeah. conversation of just can you pay for goods and services in crypto? Yeah. And that obviously is going to have massive disruptive effects with payment processors and banks and, and different lenders and things like that who have facilitated that industry and that that desire and that demand financial services for a very long Hmm. time um so but when it comes to the ownership of a home and documenting the ownership of a home if you look back like the the system we're running on is the deed system right so if i've sold you my home the documentation of that sale and then the the flipping over of ownership is documented. And I believe deeds are stored in like City Hall or something like that, usually. And so that's obviously an old system. It's yes. a system that works, but it's an old system. And, and if yeah. blockchain can come in and, and replace that technology, then we'll be good to go.
1: No, I mean, at, at the end of the day, what this story is really talking about, is just it's just further and further adoption of this market, it's further use cases. At the end of the day, it's, it's going to be it's going to be just another way for people to get in. I had a conversation the other day with a friend of mine who uh, – he was kind of asking. His concerns were still at this point like, hey, if I go heavy into crypto, you know, I understand the the wisdom and the thought of just holding it. But if we're being real, I do have to continue to transact. So to me, taking a lot of my, you know, U.S. dollars that I do use on the daily basis to pay for things and I get paid in that – you know, it, it is kind of hard for me to think to put a lot like I might put a little bit of my money into crypto, uh, but I, I I can't put that much there because I th- there's this feeling of if I put it there, it's going to be stuck. This is going to open up as we see more things like this happen. This is going to open up more people, more interactions, more adoption and, and start to decrease that fear of, man, if I heavily invest in crypto, my money will just be stuck. Sme, do you agree with that? Um Yeah, I mean, so ultimately my, when it comes to like, uh,
0: there's bringing it back to uh, paying for things, right? Like I think ultimately, I think, Where it's almost, in my opinion, putting the cart before the horse and saying, "Hey, I don't think we need to think about paying with crypto until we can get paid in crypto, until that's a very streamlined system for companies to be able to pay in crypto, and our economy is starting to uh, starting to integrate crypto in terms of a payment." Then Mm. I think that's something that I'd be looking into, but ultimately it is one of the things that it's just not advantageous for anyone to use the crypto as a, as a currency right now. It Mm -hmm. just doesn't make sense. Uh, you, you're basically, you're having to constantly convert your fiat that you're getting paid in into Bitcoin, then only to pay that Bitcoin or whatever cryptocurrency you're using to spend. I, it just doesn't make sense right now. And that's why it's kind of a non-starter for me when I think of like, okay, uh, you know, new new payment platforms are taking it or or now you can pay your rent in crypto or you can pay your taxes it's like uh, that's yeah. cool and all but I, unless I'm getting paid in crypto th- that doesn't matter to me
1: so yeah. yeah well let's go ahead and transition back to the chart you can go back to my screens man we're gonna take a look at uh, both Marcus Cipher and Lux Algo very quickly to see what they are saying because while there are some bearish technicals on Bitcoin when it comes to just you know regular old everyday ta this is why I love using uh, Marcus Cipher and, uh, and Lux Luxalgo because they really do help us look at things from even different angles so the first thing we're gonna see here is I do like on the daily chart on the, yeah on the daily chart it does look like we have our money flow coming back up I actually was looking at this morning, looking at this this morning when we were, we're looking a little bit more red with our candle. I was like, well, that's weird. The money flow is coming up, but yet the price went down and then we exploded. We went and boom. And so I think that that was actually great. I could have used market cipher this morning to kind of say, listen, despite the fact that right now we look like we're coming down a little bit, the money is coming into the market. And now we have a massive engulfing green candlestick. I mentioned that earlier. So that is very bullish. And market cipher looks to be confirming that just as much. We also see if we zoom in here, the moment. Oh, I hope it's lagging again. Here we go, guys. Let me refresh my chart real quick. Sorry about that.
2: Internet's gonna internet.
1: Yeah, the internet's gonna internet. There we go. The we see the the momentum continue to rise right here with the blue. Do we have a green, you know, green dot right here? Yeah. You look. It's hidden because of the money flow, which is also green. But we have a green buy dot right here, which kind of flashed right around. Uh, what is that? Sixty. Why does that say that's sixty three thousand? That doesn't seem right. Is that? Am I on the daily chart? Were we down to 63 a couple of days ago? It must have been. Wow, wow, wow. Yes. Holy cow. Yeah, we got a nice green dot right there that gave the us a great buy signal. I, I didn't even see that. That's, oh gosh, man, that confused me. All right. Anyway, great buy right there. Great signal right there from uh, Marcus Cypher, but we're seeing this continue to go up. What I will say is uh, when we move down here just a little bit, we're going to see maybe I think a little bit different. story. let's go to a four hour chart. Uh, we did see the momentum come to slow down, but it looks right here. We have another green dot flash and it looks like our momentum is moving back up. Also, we're seeing uh, our cash flow come back up as well so we see more money coming back in the market this is actually very bullish really really helpful uh and the other thing we're going to look at right here is our microcypher dbsi which is something again guys i'm still learning this but uh This right here is actually super encouraging, super bullish right here, because if you look at these numbers right here, for those of you who don't know what Market Cipher is, and again, not that I'm the foremost expert at it whatsoever, but what I do know from what I've learned is that these numbers right here, the higher they are, especially when they start pushing past uh, about 13, 14 kind of show us pressure. So if on the bottom, we have some bullish pressure. If it's on the top, we have bearish pressure. Look at the rate of change. We have negative three, negative five, zero, negative zero, negative uh, three, six jumped up to 16. So right now on the four hourly, four hourly chart, we actually have a lot of bullish pressure right now that would push it up. And something that, that Kelly pointed out this morning, if we do go and look at our, let's see here, where we got it, our our well, I don't know if it's still up here, so I gotta find it over here. We had our market cipher A. Go ahead and pull this up. Ooh, look at that! Oh, come on, Tim, don't do this, guys. This is a this is a uh, <laughs> glitch that I hit the wrong button. So excuse me so much. There we go. This is a nice train wreck right here. Sorry about this, guys. Let me delete one of these and pull this up. Uh, for those you who don't know, if you have the Pro, you can only have 10 indicators up, and I had more than 10, so that was my uh, struggle. But here we go. Marker Cypher A. Let's go ahead and get this up. Uh, we have a, a green dot. Where did our green dot go? Well...
2: We are in search fun. of a green dot.
1: We were. We had a green dot flash, and it looks like it went away. But what at the end of the day, what this is, is we're seeing the market actually say we're continuing to press up, but also might have gone away because I, we actually did. When that, when that green dot flashed, we're on our way back down, but I, that green dot might have gone away simply because we actually did rally.
2: I see a green dot on the market cipher on the four-hour. Are you on the four-hourly?
1: Eh, maybe that's what it is. Maybe I can get it on the, oh, I think I saw it on the hourly. There we go. My bad, guys. It was the hourly chart. So right here, just so you guys know, this green dot, what this symbolizes is that even if we have a small retracement, this green dot flashing indicates that we are going to have further pressure and push to the upside. So right now, despite the fact that we did go up, I actually think that that's a great indicator to show us that we are going to see an increase in price action. But what I'm going to have to do is just, just so you guys know, to help you guys out tomorrow, I will have Jeb address that. Again, he's a little bit stronger on market cipher ta than I am but just so you guys know market cipher right now for those you know how to use it is actually showing us very bullish let's change to Lux Algo just a little bit where I know a little bit more because I've been using it a little bit longer let's start out here at the daily chart and kind of look at what is happening so the first thing is as Jeb talked about we are we do have a buy signal that flashed here a couple days ago and also I love this green line right here which is called a trend catcher as of right now we are very bullish and as we move down you're gonna see that we're just continue to stay bullish uh, almost on all of them. We just changed here a couple of days ago on the 12-hourly, moving down to the four-hourly. We are currently in, there you go, come on, update there. We are currently in a trend that we've been in for a while. Now, one thing I do want to notice right here and, and be aware of is we're coming into these red bands. And a lot of times when you start touching these red bands, it's kind of Sometimes saying similar to like how Bollinger bands work when you get towards the top, you get a little overbought. It's kind of saying, hey, you need to stay between this red and green band. You might need to come back down just a little bit, but there is still some room to grow on that. So I'm super excited there. Let's see what's happening on the one hourly chart. Oh, we're in a healthier spot right here where we just flashed within the last couple of hours back green with a trend catcher. Uh, so, as a whole, it looks at this point like we're kind of in a space where Bitcoin, uh, it has the very much the potential to go up, but we might need to stay uh, still just for a little bit before we continue this massive rally. But that is, again, without knowing all of the fundamental news. Let's go ahead and pull back. Let's do some super chats, and then we're going to dive into our conclusion and our conversation about the fundamentals of Bitcoin. Uh, but uh, T-Shirt, what do you got? You go off my screen, Sme.
2: All right, so... James Grover said 60 seconds view on Nervos. We'll try to do that if we have Nervos. some time at the end. Keep going. on. I've gonna... never personally heard of that project. Have you, Tim? Uh, what's the ticker symbol for it? I don't know, That's but it's I called know. Nervos. Nervos. Okay. I don't, Ian, I've heard of it. I don't know if
1: I've done a lot of research on it. It's a cool word.
2: Yep. Okay. Ian is doing it for the doubters. Donated $10 and said, T.A. Tim, best show yet. Covering oh, other projects. And then he used the D word, naughty naughty. Ooh. And I will say, dang, though, I can't call you a one-trick pony today. LOL. T A Tim is on his game.
1: Well, you know, here's the thing. Uh, thank you so much for that. I will say, first of all, you know, I am my own uh, worst critic. You know, I you know, with the glitch on the screen and uh, Marcus Cypher and Lex Algo, you know, I I wish I was a whole lot better at those things. I'm and just so you guys know I'm growing alongside with you guys. However, uh, you know, I, I actually really do enjoy getting to just look at some of those altcoins and and taking a raw eye, look at them and, and saying, all right, here's what the technicals are saying. Here's what the price action is doing. Um, and, and you know, every now and then it does something I'm not ready for. But as a whole, it's really even for my own personal gain, like, you know, I hope I can help you guys as well. But it's really actually very satisfying to be able to understand what you're looking at on those charts. And then within the majority of the time, I would say probably 70, 80 percent of the time, the price does pretty darn close to what I was expecting it to do do. Uh, and and that's not having to do with you know me being special. That has to be just, hey, I'm reading the technicals. I'm reading what's happening. And more often than not, they are right. And I thank Jeb so much for that because he was the catalyst for that education. But uh, anyway, Ian, yeah. thank you so much. Do uh, we have any other Super Chats? Yeah, hold on.
0: I got to say, I got to correct you real quick. You said that you were your worst critic. In fact, I'm your worst critic. This is dun, dun, true. Sme uh, is my worst critic. I
1: am your worst critic. I don't know. I feel like I can still... J-M- no, a
2: definitely anyway, a JMK anyway. donated $12.34, and we've got a lot, yet, a lot of meat yet on these bones in the Super Chats, folks. We're going to get through them all. Ben holds about 20 k of dot ecosystem altcoin UDO to get institutionals into crypto. Any thoughts? My thoughts is I'm assuming you're saying that that's Bit, uh, BitBoy. Is yeah, ben? About, yeah, I can mm-hmm. show you
0: my thoughts. You guys ready? That's, that's my Pol-Dot.
2: thoughts. It sounds to me like BitBoy is trying to employ some kind of – tactic to lure larger money into polka dot ecosystem sounds sophisticated sounds fun listen we we love dot you know um yeah yeah but yeah. i mean if he's doing it you know maybe he'll prove that he can do that and, and maybe you should do it but i i, I don't know Udu, this is a good question it sounds also like this comment could be just a way to get people to buy udo which may not be a bad thing either rod has razik abdul razak he has donated 20 units of a foreign currency yeah. any input on immutable x and its potential now i have looked into this yes
1: i don't know if i know what immutable x what is that
2: now i it's it looks like it's the first layer two for nfts on ethereum okay. is what it's claiming to be any validation that that's true comes through gary vaynerchuk who has tweeted about it and whether he was paid or not whether he believes in the project or not he's up yeah. for debate but he has from his official twitter tweeted about it who is get very ga- who is Gary Vaynerchuk. You can Google him. He's a very popular entrepreneurial. It's Gary Vee. Gary Vee. Yeah, it's Gary Vee. Yeah, it yeah, He's a very popular entrepreneurial influencer. Moving on to Brian McCall. Did you have any thoughts on Immutable X? Uh, I now. mean, I can just say, um, well, I don't know. Should I say that? Um, no, anyways, can keep going. <laughs> Brian McCaleb five, has donated $5. He said, hey guys, finally convinced my roommate to buy ETH, even though I told him it was $400. He plans to sell out in January. What would you tell him? So basically, you know, we're trying. You're trying to ask us to give you financial advice. Yeah, we for your can't friend. give. We'll, say <laughs> the question again.
1: We'll, I'm see if there's a way I can phrase. How do you?
2: He's basically asking how can I convince my buddy, who I just convinced to buy ETH, to yeah. not sell in January.
1: So, I, so this is actually a good question because. The answer to that question is not, you know, given these numbers, the the answer to that question is when you're trying to, when you're talking to anybody into crypto or you're talking to anyone to stay in crypto, you have to remind them of their why, or you have to get them to talk about their why. At the end of the day, this is with everything in life. If your why is not strong, it's very easy to give up on things. It's very easy to stop. Why are we in crypto? Why are you, why do you wake up every morning? Why do you, you know... Go to the gym. What If your why is not very strong, the temptation to quit and go away is very, very easy. And guess what? In crypto, it is very volatile. The price action sometimes is scary. If, if you don't have a strong why, it's very easy and tempting to say, oh, I don't like what's happening right now. Let me just get out and cut my losses and go. But if his why is solid, then that's all he needs to stay in uh, the crypto game. If he understands what's happening with the US dollar, if he understands what's happening with the world economy and where it is going... That's all he needs to stay in crypto. Yep. So
2: sometimes you gotta you gotta think about helping other people as planting a seed. You're yeah. not trying to get someone from A to Z. You're trying to get them from A to F, right? And it sounds like you've done that. If if he. Bought ETH. That means that he's opened a wallet, which is hard. Yeah. he's bought a, He's converted his USD into a cryptocurrency, which is hard. It takes guts, right? And he's held it. He didn't immediately, you know, rage quit and uh, fear sell. Yeah, which is, you know, so you've gotten him along the road. You don't need to, you know, bring him all the way to being a millionaire and getting into retirement through cryptocurrency. That's not your calling, unless you're his caretaker in some way, which doesn't seem to be the case. Hmm. I, I did want to. Um, I did want to go back to a question someone asked about Avalanche. Okay. So someone asked, could Avalanche reach the same price as Cardano? So Ali Burgundyne in the comments did the research on this. And this wasn't a super chat, but I wanted to read it. Avax has a supply of two 220 million. ADA has 32 billion. So the market cap for ADA would need to be massive to get to AVAX's current price or vice versa. I think that's what they meant. So essentially that's the difference is ADA's supply is 32 billion versus AVAX is 20, is 20, uh, 220 million. Was the question? It was, could AVAX get to Cardano? Gosh. Okay. Gotcha. Any, or, or that's one, it. Yeah. The, the whether the question was, by, you know, potato, potato, you have to look at the supply. And, and we did go over this. Yeah, but I did want to shout out Ali Burgundy for helping us do the background homework. on Yeah, that.
1: not. And it, well, it, if it, it's, accurate. it's 90, you know, I could go down and get to 90. Mm-hmm. That's a, I, I should have just looked it up in the first place. Is it possible like, Anything yeah, possible. possible if they come is out. Is it likely with the, the answer is no? Yeah. Well, you know, I want to jump back in. We have one more project that we want to do TA on. And we talked about it in the beginning, but that is Ethereum. And someone just asked about, you know, how do I convince my friend to stay in Ethereum? Well, guess what? This isn't the answer to that, but we are going to talk about what is happening currently in the Ethereum uh, space. So go ahead and go to my screen here, Sme. And the first thing I want to start off with is we're going to look at some formations going. You guys are going to see some confusion right here on my chart, but that is okay. What I'm looking at right now, with Ethereum. And, and Jeb talked about this the other day. I'm not going to talk about the symmetrical triangle pattern because that already played out. You guys are going to see right here if you guys are wondering what that meant. You're taking this peak right here on the 6th of May and crossing over. We broke bullish out of our symmetrical triangle pattern. As we talked about earlier on the show, when you come in bullish to a symmetrical triangle pattern, you usually break bullish out of it and that's exactly what we're doing. So I'm going to go ahead and, and get rid of that. This I want to I talk about this for just a second because this is an example where we see two formations one inside of the other. On the bigger time frame, we're going to see a, a Ascending wedge. I'm gonna let me change the colors in this. I don't know why it was drawn in orange. Let me make this one red, and I'm gonna make lead the inside one orange. Oh, you know what? I should change that color too for all of my, uh, you know, all of the colorblind friends like Jeb who probably could not tell the difference between that orange and red. Uh, Let me make one blue and one red. Here we go. Big one out here. We have our resistance starting back here on the 4th of June, and we have a touch point right here on the 3rd of September versus our levels of support. 23rd of July is our anchor, and we have some touches right here on the 28th of September. As a whole, guys, what we're probably looking at is traditionally descending, ascending wedges break bearish 70% of the time. Sometimes they break up, but they usually break bearish 70% of the time. And I, I would think the range we're looking at it is somewhere in this region, especially with all the bullish action happening. Sometimes it breaks about 70% of the way through, but if the bulls are strong, it waits a little bit longer. But if you guys are looking at my price action, we could get almost all the way up to 7,000 in this bigger ascending wedge before we absolutely um, would necessarily need to break bearish to keep healthy market. When you zoom in a little bit farther, let's go to the four hourly chart where we see a better action on this smaller ascending wedge we are moving very very far into this as like I just said usually, usually we would have broken bearish somewhere in this region. So when I was when I was watching this price action right here on the 1st of November, I was watching this closely saying, is this where we're going to break bearish? And we rallied. Nope, we're good. The bulls are strong. So I was watching again over here on the 6th. Is this where we break bearish? Nope, we rallied. The bulls are strong. But the farther we go up into this crease, and there is a 70% chance we break out, or sorry, a 30% chance we break bullish, but more than likely we are going to break bearish, come back down and touch the somewhere in this level of sport with a bigger, ascending wedge, and that's going to be completely okay. I said this the other day, we could get as high as about 5,000 before we break bearish, but we probably are going to see us break down and just be comforted that we're in a bigger ascending wedge that will continue to be as bullish. So while we traditionally look at ascending wedges as bullish price patterns just so you guys know the good news is is while you're still in it you're moving bullish so this is actually really short-term bullish for ethereum long-term we're probably going to get up somewhere in this region and need a slight correction before we continue our rally i still believe i think our predictions by the end of the year is to hit somewhat in the region of between seven eight thousand maybe that's what's going to happen maybe we're going to come up here and hit seven thousand by the end of the year have a small correction before we continue but overall guys starting with just formations you can feel good about your ethereum although maybe it's like it's weird next couple of days maybe don't look to inter, enter into any ethereum positions over the next couple of weeks look to enter them and then over the next couple of months we're going to look and watch for a a slight correction a, a, a pullback on ethereum's price going in a little bit uh, going in a little deeper let's take a look at what's happening with rsi that kind of confirms this action and macd first of all Let's pull up and full screen this MACD. This is a really funny and weird MACD line. I've I've never seen one that has this many change of paces. You guys can see every time it has a little squiggle, it's like a market couldn't decide, but it's still moving bullish. Uh, but look at the histograms. What in the world? Look at the histograms right here. We we peaked out over here back in early October, and ever since then, while we haven't crossed bearish, technically we're getting really close. And it seems like every single shift, we're getting a little weaker, a little weaker, a little weaker. To me, this is kind of showing, hey. We, uh, we're, we're not looking good on the daily MACD. You know, you come over to the RSI. We've talked about this all show, guys. Look at what we have setting up for RSI, bearish divergence. Look at these price actions while we see – what in the world happened to my chart? Uh, while we see the price action right here coming down – sorry, the RSI going down, we see the price action itself going up with that ascending level of resistance. This is bearish RSI divergence, which kind of backs up the argument of right here in this region, not only are we going to bounce off of this level of resistance, we're also going to bounce off of the red level of resistance. This is kind of bearish. We're going down. Let's go to 12 hourly. We're going to see it a little bit clearer. I can go ahead and delete this because that's going to change every single time I change frames. Eight hourly. Again, we're seeing bearish RSI divergence. You guys can see that. Going down to the four hourly. A uh, little bit different right here. It's still, I would say, still bearish, but we're starting to see some healthy action on the four hourly chart. And then the worst of all, we have the hourly chart. Where we are clearly right now sitting way higher than we were over here on the 7th of November. So, overwhelmingly, guys, from an RSI perspective, we are definitely sitting bearish. Let's look at the Bollinger Bands and TD Sequential and see if they confirm or if they have a different opinion. Going over here, we'll go Bollinger Bands first. On the daily chart, we are, it looks like, overextended. So, again, we'll probably see, you know, that probably backs up the concept of wanting to come down eight hourly. We're getting close to that top four hourly. Uh, we're starting to constrict, so it's not as much information there. So I can go ahead and stop there. We're not really going to have that much price action any lower than that. Down to the T sequential. We got on the daily chart a four, which is healthy. Uh, we just had a red, a green one flash, healthy. We do over here have a red nine flash, although we're starting to try to correct that. Uh, but overwhelmingly, I think that even this is kind of starting to back up our trend. Guys, I would not be very surprised at all if we see a slight rise in price for the next couple of days before a correction back down. Again, we could go up and touch 5,000, but that would be a great time, most likely, to take some profit. That's probably what I'm going to do before we come back, correct down here, and um, and we touch, I don't know, somewhere in the 45, 44 region before we rally all the way up to 7,000. T-Shun, do you have any notes, any thoughts on any of that? Anything you would disagree with or anything that you would say even further confirms that? In terms of Ethereum? You can go ahead and go off my screen. Yes.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think I think you did a great job there. And it looks like the folks in the comments agree Yeah. there's some dissonance. There's some, uh, there's some dissenters. There's are throwing, always going to be throwing yeah. shade. Yeah. But <laughs> I think overall folks are, are impressed with your growth in uh, reading TA and, and also a lot of folks are, are uh, very loyal to XRP. So that's also really cool from the comments but to answer your question yeah. no i have nothing to add to the ethereum chart analysis
1: well no, and and that's what's good yeah here's the end of the day guys you know i told you i'm my worst critic uh, th- next month because this is gonna happen every month there's gonna be a tim show once a month i am looking very forward to next month when i bring you guys Marcus cypher and lux algo breaking it down it for those of you who have been watching for a while go like, go back and look at the other shows that i've led i you know I feel like every single time I learn something new that I need to work on, and every time I'm like, all right, I, I've learned a new skill with even leading that show. Mad props to Jeb, who comes in here every single day, sits down like it's like it's just the second nature to lead this show. He is phenomenal, and I'm looking forward to having him back tomorrow, but I'm going to continue to improve as the host. Thank you so much for your guys' support. Uh, with this, this, Again, as I said at the beginning of the show, this isn't possible without you guys. This would not be a business a, a, a channel or anything without you guys. Uh, So with that, we're going to start wrapping up the show. We'll go back and read some super chats. We'll do some concluding thoughts, and then we will call it a day. So let's go ahead and dive on that.
2: There aren't any new super chats except one um, where Yusin Gordiev, he donated five units of a foreign currency and says, where is, and these is word for word, where is currently MATIC? Where is currently Matic? You know, we'll take a look. If there's not, especially if
1: there's not a lot, we can go look at what Matic is doing.
2: Yeah. And after uh, this, I have something to say. You do?
1: Mm-hmm. Matic USD. We'll go look at Coinbase. What is happening with this chart? Here, let me go ahead and clean this up because it looks like Jeb had drawn some stuff here. So, little TA education here. Just looking at this from the naked. Well, I want to look at a different because I'm, I'm sure we're going to have some more data. I want to see if we have anything else. Uh, this should work. There we go. All right. Looking at this, right off the bat, what my eyes are seeing is ascending level of support, descending level of resistance that it looks like we broke out of. So I'm going to go ahead and draw it for you. This is strikingly similar to what we saw on XRP. I'm pretty sure – I think it was XRP we saw this happening but it looks like we recently broke bullish out of a symmetrical triangle pattern that came from bullish momentum. So again, really bullish signs. Look at this actually, the price is doing what I was kind of talking about earlier with XRP and some of those other projects that were working with symmetrical triangle patterns. But you guys see we broke bullish right here. I'm gonna keep zooming in. And it looks as though our price is heading back. I would not be surprised to see this price continue to move slightly down and slightly to the side, touch this ascending level of support before we rally again. But you know, that's just looking at the formation. Let's look at a couple other details details real quick. Uh, MacD on the daily chart, kind of red. So again, that kind of confirms that coming back down to correct to that level of support. Looking at the RSI, I want to zoom in here just a little bit. That's not bearish RSI diversion forming there. As, as a whole, I actually really love what the RSI is doing. Look at that we, we came up above 70, came back down, and it looks as though we're bouncing off of 50. Great sign for our RSI. Really healthy spot, so I'm loving what we're seeing there. Looking at TD Sequential, we're in the red. So, you know, we probably are a couple candles away, which means a couple days away from this these red numbers turning green, which... For right now, we can continue to move down, but then when we have a red 9, or what we're going to call a green 9 flash, that will be a reversal zone to continue to rise in price. So don't be surprised if we move in right here, bounce somewhere right there, and keep going up. So that kind of confirms that formations movement. Moving on to the Bollinger Bands, uh, (laughs) sitting right around the 20 SMA. It looks like we're a little below it, so I I wouldn't be surprised if we go ahead and come back down and test the bottom and get to where we're over oversold and that is another reason why we'd rally so guys as far as max concerned is it a great buy right this second maybe not but i i fully suspect the next couple of days is gonna be a great buying opportunity if you are really really excited about matic
2: yeah uh and then there's one more question yeah Wait, for- tell me when you're going off your screen tim my bad my
1: bad i'm sorry i'm you know we'll I'm, i
2: mean like someone said i'm your biggest critic <laughs> okay? one more question before we hit that new york headline yeah uh Luke online donated about $5 said, what should we take profits in ADA in Cardano? Now I, I think when or what simple and quick answer should, yeah. What price should we take profits in ADA? Well,
1: the, I mean, so it's a complicated answers. The first thing is, are you asking about your investing portfolio in which my advice, not financial advice, but just my, you know, what I'm going to do. Uh, I'm not going to touch my investing until I think that Cardano is not a good project. Yeah. And, and at that point, then I would go away from it. I've got it. But, but but my trading, uh, I actually just moved a lot of money in my trading portfolio into Cardano because I'm expecting a rally. And I'm looking at – the truth is I'm looking at somewhere closer to $4 before I look at saying, hey, Ooh. let me take some profit in my trading portfolio. And, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ride some dips. I'm, I'm, we're going to see it go up and down along the way. But I actually am expecting on Cardano to see us rally and go back to set a new all-time high like a lot of other alts are doing. Like we just saw Bitcoin and Ethereum do. Uh, and that will put us up now around $4. So-
2: yeah, so, so my view on it is, is look, I, I've been trading for a long time. Most of the time I've been trading stocks. I cannot imagine how hard it is to be a new trader in today's crypto market because the FOMO is so strong. I get FOMO. I look at these new coins that are doing these crazy percentages, not meme coins like like real coin like Cardano. And I always feel like, oh, I should have put more in or I wish I was in that. There's going to be opportunities in the future. You know, every time you feel FOMO, let that be a trigger to emotionally say, what can I be doing so that I don't miss out next time rather than, oh, man, I missed out. And and make sure that that solution isn't just to buy the latest meme coin, because that's not usually what you want to do at all so now we want to get into the news
1: well oh, really, I, I even want to show people. All right,
2: it's very simple guys i was just going to say you guys should all follow us on
0: twitter i think we all need to get to over a thousand followers i mean i made t- t-shirt might already have that but i think we need to get over a thousand followers yeah. on our accounts yeah. so follow me at thickey May. follow yeah. tim at the crypto at the underscore crypto beard. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, what's your uh, T Shroom? I don't think we've ever talked about my Twitter. Yeah, that's what, what I'm
2: saying. Pump Let's pump it, pump it up. My Twitter is at T shroom. H R O O M.
1: Pump There we go. Pump, pump it up. But I wanted to show pump, them real quick, maybe before we jump in that news, yeah. is even the reasoning for my my thought. Can you go to my chart real quick? Cardano, you know. You guys can see here, we're in a long-term ascending wedge. But look at this. I I think that the bulls are going to be able to carry us there. Our next stop, if this continues this little rally, we came down – bounced up, came down, we're starting our way back up. That's why I was really confident the other day that we were in a rally and we'd come up somewhere in this region around $4. Anyway, we, we might not even make that straight. It might be actually somewhat closer to this angle and to $4 and then we might be coming to break bearish. That's my reason to think that I'm, I'm waiting for a closer prediction to $4 than necessarily uh, just waiting till we go back to like a, all-time high, the past all-time high in selling. But now you can go off my charts, May. Hopefully that made sense to everybody. And I hope that, again, don't use that as financial advice, but I hope that helps you guys understand how you should think to make your own decisions about what you want to do with your money. So let's move on. We talked about the real estate business going on and, and how crypto will affect real estate. But I have a question for both Sme and t Shroom. What about this news that we hear breaking about the New York City coin? What would that mean for not just New York citizens, but also is there a potential we're going to see those coins pop up all over the country, if not the rest of the world in cities? And what what would we do with that, T-Shrum?
2: I, qu- I have a lot of thoughts on it. Yeah. So my thoughts on it is I'm vision casting for a future where – You basically go into a space because it's on discount. So like my girlfriend and I are going to be taking a vacation to Chicago. Why? Because her friends are going there. Right. But that's our motivation. Nothing other than that. And Chicago is kind of a cool place. Uh, So what if there is a future where, you know, the mayor of New York declares, hey, New York is going to be on five percent discount this weekend because, you know, they know from their statistics and their traffic metrics that this you know, hypothetical weekend, they have lower, uh, tourism traffic. So they say, okay, we're going to put New York on 5% discount. Now, what does that mean? It just means that all of the businesses in New York, hotels, restaurants, buses, Ubers, everything there in New York when you use the New York coin, which they're saying is NYCC, kind of cool. It, when you use it, it'll be on a discount compared to the way the way that that value would be spent in Chicago or LA or Miami, hmm. right? And so that's going to be really interesting. Now, one thing to consider here is, in order for them to achieve that vision, they would need it would need to be somewhat uh, centralized so that they can, you know, increase or decrease the value of their City's currency, yeah. so maybe that's not the vision for these city currencies. But I think that there's an opportunity there, and mm. uh, I think that that could be the potentially the future of it.
0: Yeah, I have yeah. one question. Yeah, you have a question? Why? That's why, my question. Why have the coins? Yeah, I think yeah. that is the fundamental why, question. It's why? Why? Why do we need city coins? Um, that's my question, guys. I, I'm actually, it's kind of like I don't know. I don't know if it's just me, but I'm starting to get a, a little bit annoyed with all these like, like, can we just can we just like the coin, like what we're doing now? Like, can we just move in that direction and like Bitcoin and stuff like that? Like, I don't know. What, what's the point of a city coin? I just don't know. Maybe I'm out
1: of it, but I don't know. What do you think, Tim? Yeah, no, I mean, I think there's a lot to be unpacked there. I do think the potential, and I like something t was saying earlier about it, was even the concept of, of having different city coins. And maybe those city coins are backed by, you know, these ones are going to be backed by Ethereum. Was that what we were reading about it? Uh, I'm not sure. If if they were backed by something else, there's something happening with uh, Chili's and we haven't talked about Chili's in a long time. That's another one we're going to do here soon. Next Tim Takeover, we're talking about Chili's. Anyway, they have team coins inside of Chili's that allows you to support your team. So it's a little bit different, you know, support your city, but uh, there's an incentive to really be more heavily invested in what's happening there. So I would be a big fan if these coins had connections to bigger projects and it was something along the lines of just, well, you're connected to your city, you support your city and your city's coin could actually grow in value. Uh, But we will see, there's a lot to unpack here at the end of the day. The same thing I'm talking about when we were talking about real estate, what I really like about the story is again, the easier and more practical adoption. One of the things we have always said, as much as we discourage people from continuing to hold long-term doge, we will forever be grateful to doge for the amount of adoption it brought in to crypto in general, the amount of people that got into the space and began to learn and research and grow. In fact, Let us know in chat if you were a person who your first interaction, your first crypto you ever owned was Dogecoin. Um, I I think that this potentially could do a similar thing where it continues to bring adoption. And that's, that's the whole point of this title. We have been very, very excited, very glad about the rally we've just seen happen with Bitcoin, Ethereum. And guess what? The adoption level is still so low in comparison to what it will be, and it's things like this. It's things like real estate being able to use crypto and blockchain technology to cut out middlemen. It's things like having whole cities have tokens and coins and incentivize their people to use them and to encourage and grow and grow the economy of the city. Those things will bring adoption. People will learn. They'll want to invest in their value. It's been such a long time since people who have had currency that they actually believed in. We all know that the U.S. dollar is dying every single day. I think I saw a tweet this morning from Peter Brandt saying that a dollar when he was born is worth eight cents today. People know that. So what ends up happening is we get apathetic. We stop caring. We we waste it like the paper that it is. But when you start bringing Things like Bitcoin, when you start bringing in, in cryptocurrencies, especially ones that have value, it makes people start caring about doing their research again. And when they do their research, all roads lead back to fundamental sound projects like Bitcoin, Ethereum, and so forth. So I I am, want to see more develop, but I actually think that this is massively bullish for the future price of all crypto, but even Bitcoin and Ethereum. Yeah. Uh, one more question before you know we keep on wrapping it up. Uh, <laughs> gosh, there's some funny questions on here. You guys have, but um, do you stand, T. Shroom? Do you stand by your prediction of uh, sixty-nine thousand four hundred twenty, or do you think you undershot it or overshot it? <laughs>
2: Well, obviously, I'm making that prediction for somewhat meme reasons, but yeah. I think that I think now it's very likely, yeah. and and I think that I will stand by that. Uh, are we we could slip into the weekly price predictions from here. Or we can, we yeah. continue. Some well, I mean, Sme, what about
1: yours? Yours was sixty-seven thousand. Do you stand by it? Do you think oh. you under? Oh,
0: absolutely! I'm actually feeling really good right now, guys, because my historical analysis tells me the fact that whenever the prediction is hit uh, on Wednesday, gosh, it never—you never win. So I'm pretty confident now, and I'm glad. I'm glad we got to see a sixty-nine thousand dollars Bitcoin that really made me happy. Yeah, but. Guys, ultimately, nice. I'm pretty confident with 67. I think we're going to start to come back down. It's, it, I mean, it's already starting. I think it's going to happen. That's
1: just uh, my thoughts. Uh, I mean, my so just so you guys know, we're talking about our predictions made on Tuesday for Friday at 930. Mine was the highest at 70,000. I am stand by it, and I'm going to say why in a second. Smays was 67,000. Jeb was the lowest at 68,500. No. Love to see what he has to say about that. How is that the lowest? Oh, you're right. He's not the lowest. (laughs) Oh, Oh gosh. gosh. Reading is hard. Oh, my gosh. Uh, T. Shroom said 69,420. The reason why I stand by mine is because despite the fact we look at the technicals, the RSI had some bearish divergence. Here is the thing. We are seeing pressure continue to go. We also – even those negative bearish things – if it stopped right now, if the price can't keep climbing right now, then yes, we are setting up bearish RSI divergence, we are setting up some bearish stuff and we're going to see a correction. But if it continues to go up, we're going to see it cancel those things out and I actually I low key even wonder if my 70,000 is lowballing it. I actually wonder if we could be pushing by Friday a little bit closer to 71, 72, maybe even higher. But let us know in chat what you think. As of right now on Wednesday, who do you think is winning? Tim, Jeb, t shroom or Smay? Uh, with that, I don't think we, we have anything else. We, anything you guys want to say to close it out? We've got one more super chat. Oh, we have a super chat? Okay. it
2: kind of ties into the narrative today. It's from Ewan Kindobi. He donated about five bucks. He said, I was a stock guy. Doge got me in at 1,000 as a joke, meaning he put 1,000 into Doge, yeah. uh, but led me to Ethereum, ADA, XRP, and, turn, and I was able to turn 40K into a six-figure portfolio. Thank you, Doge. So I think that fits into the grander narrative. Why? Because- It's getting folks in. It's getting people interested, getting attention, and getting ultimately dollars into – assets like bitcoin and ethereum and that's exactly what happened here you know he went into ethereum and ada after you know having fun with dogecoin and i think that's the same thing that these city coins are going to do ultimately you know if you fast forward like 200 years i think it'll be something like you know national coins or some kind of like not not national in terms of like countries but it'll be these large sectors of humanity that are rallying around one or two or three maybe five or ten coins in the world Um, um, but but the blockchain technology underneath it will be implemented quite widely, whether yeah. or not it's associated with a coin or something that looks like money will, will is yet to be determined. But the whole point is all right now. We're not anywhere near that phase yeah. of 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 concentration. We're in disintegration and money is just is becoming redefined like many things are becoming redefined these days. Mm-hmm. Money is one of those things.
1: Well, I have one correction for you there, t shirt because they didn't let me get away with it. That name is not Ewan. That is <laughs> Ewan Kenobi. So, uh, my apologies, Ewan, for now twice your name being butchered. But, you know, it is what it is. We had one more from Carlos C saying, What do you guys think of H Bar? Is a good project to get into. You know what, Carlos? I, I honestly could not answer that right now, but you know what? Tomorrow is another day. Jeb will be back. Maybe bar is going to be on that li- list. Maybe it's going to be on for Friday. But just so you guys know, I hope you enjoyed this format. Hope you enjoyed even not Jeb being here, but be prepared. We are going to continue to bring you guys daily content that you want and need to grow your knowledge and education in crypto. There's nothing else to be said. Make sure to follow us on our social media platforms. Make sure you come back and tune in every single day. Hey, guys, you can still hit the like. We got 1.2K th- uh, likes. We can grow that. If you want to subscribe if it's your first time, Considering that subscribe button and consider joining us every single day. Without further ado, though, guys, I'm going to go ahead and say peace to you all. Have a good day. Adios. Oh,
0: I got a real good We hope you enjoyed listening to the Coffee Crypto Podcast. Tune in every day at 9.30 a.m. Eastern to watch live on YouTube. Follow us on our social media accounts at Jeb. And lastly, We want to thank you for supporting us here at MACV Media.